This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. So as the old saying goes, happy wife, happy life. You've ever heard that? You probably have. And it's more than just an expression. I think it's kind of an entrenched view uh, of the strength of relationships, that, that the women are kind of the barometer, which is true, but also maybe not true. In other words, maybe it's only half true. But where did it come from, that idea? Or where did that idea come from, that women are the barometers of a relationship's health? Because it seems as though it's kind of a two-way street, which maybe when you take a step back and think about it, should be kind of obvious. A relationship involves two people, and their happiness uh, of both of them uh, does seem relevant. It's interesting uh, that, that this you know, is, is kind of challenged in, in some new research, which is pretty extensive in how it takes a look at this. An analysis of more than 50,000 relationship satisfaction reports reveals that men and women's relationship satisfaction were equally strong predictors of their own and their partner's satisfaction. So it challenges the notion that women's perceptions about the relationship were more consequential than men's. So joining us to, to delve into all of this, very pleased to welcome in the program here this afternoon, Matthew Johnson is Professor of Family Science at the University of Alberta, uh, one of the authors of this report. Professor Johnson, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Hi, thanks. Yeah, happy to be here. Well, let's start with that assumption. And I don't know if this study was meant to directly test that assumption, but it certainly seems well established that, that women are more a barometer than men when it comes to relationship satisfaction. Where, where did that idea come from? Where did it come from? Um, scientifically, it arose from a study in the 70s um, where uh, co- uh, researchers were observing couples having uh, conversations, so how they communicated with one another. And what they found was women's behavior in those conversations mapped more closely onto whether the couple was happy or not in their relationship compared to men's behavior. So these researchers back then decided, well, women are kind of like barometers. They tell us more about what's happening in the relationship and where it's heading than men do. And then the idea kind of caught hold and has expanded. And critically, nobody um, up to now has taken that idea head on and really tested it in a rigorous way. Right. And when it comes to to measuring something like this, how do you test that in the first place? How do you measure it? Yes. I mean, how do you measure it? How do you put this something like this to the test? Yeah. So you ask a whole bunch of people (laughs) how happy they are in their relationship, basically. Mm -hmm. So we um, we had two different time intervals. We had day to day. So tracking over 900 couples up to 21 days and asking them every day. How satisfied are you with your relationship today? How are things going? Um, And then the other branch of this study followed more than 3,000 couples over a five-year span of time. So checking in with them every year and saying, you know, in general, how happy are you with your relationship? How are things going over this longer 
time interval. And then based on that, we got, as you mentioned, over 50,000 reports of relationship satisfaction at that day-to-day interval and then over years. And we analyzed that to see if uh, women's reports were more predictive of tomorrow's and next year's satisfaction compared to men's reports. And what sort of differences or, or I guess what sort of similarities did you find? Yeah, so we found no differences whatsoever. It's, uh, yes, women were barometers. So women's reports today uh, were diagnostic of how things were going to go tomorrow and next year for themselves and their partner. But men's reports were just as predictive. So um, if men were happier or less happy than was typical for them, that was a signal that tomorrow they're probably also going to be happier or less happy and even further into the future they were going to still experience that up or down uh it was going to be detectable at least even longer intervals into the future so one of the interesting questions though then you know for when someone's judging their own satisfaction in a relationship how relevant is the perception of their partners level of satisfaction how important is uh, the happy wife or the happy husband or boyfriend or girlfriend yeah i think that's a great question and kind of gets at one of these core ideas of isn't everybody's satisfaction different like how do we objectively study that and um, can we even objectively study something like that and the answer is yes we can objectively study it by focusing on your subjective happiness. So for some couples, yeah, what's going on with their partner, it's probably going to play a really big role in how happy I feel if my wife is happy or unhappy in that particular day or at that particular moment. But for other couples, more, um, you know, individually motivated, a little bit more autonomous and have more separate lives, it probably isn't going to play a very big role um, to them in that moment at all. So by Letting each people, each person, each partner, each spouse, whatever it may be, be the expert of their own satisfaction, that is how we can systematically. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Study this over time because it really doesn't matter if what's satisfying to me is the same as what's satisfying to anybody else. It's my own satisfaction that um, I'm ultimately interested in with these, uh, with these couples. Right. So one partner's satisfaction doesn't necessarily guarantee that the other partner is is going to feel the same. It doesn't guarantee it, but they go together pretty um, – there's a pretty strong link there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when we see these fluctuations, which relationships do you go through? And, and, you know, it's interesting that you see in, through this paper, as I understand, then, you know, that you don't see really minute by minute, you know, shorter term fluctuations that, that some of these, whether it's good times, bad times, they do tend to linger a bit, a little bit longer. But so you sort of see then, you know, these these relationships where, where both people involved are kind of going through the same thing at the same time then? 
Can you say that another way? I lost you there in the in the trail. Right. As they're going through, whether it's, you know, the good times or the bad, you know, these these fluctuations that both are experiencing the good at the same time, both are experiencing the bad at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I think in general, we see that there is a little bit of difference in people's perceptions. Obviously, you are in a unique individual compared to your partner. And so each person's experience doesn't totally match on to the other's. But at the same time, they're usually pretty close. So it, it, it would take a very special kind of couple where one partner is absolutely miserable and the other partner is blissfully happy. Like right. we just don't see that um, happening very often. Tends to be that partners, what's going on for one partner is going to be a good indicator of what's going on for me as well. Right. So if men and women are equal barometers would we see similar results if we did include same-sex couples in this these are mixed gender couples that were studied and part of this was challenging the notion maybe that there are significant gender differences here but what does this tell us then about whether same-sex couples would would see different results yeah so i mean obviously gender is not your grouping variable when gender is the same in a partnership so um one implication of this work is with mixed gender couples, we don't see gender as this short end to where women versus men are the experts or are the unique barometers, but it could be something more role-based. There could be, um, you know, based on a particular partner's personality, there may be somebody who's more attuned to the relationship. Um, There may be um, something about uh, particular roles that they uh, occupy in the relationship. One person is more responsible for um, relational things compared to the other. And so if we moved away from gender as that organizing feature in directing the course of relationship, and this research really suggests that we should because it's not an informative um, grouping variable, then we'd see maybe some commonalities across mixed gender and same gender couples where perhaps it's a personality thing uh, where partners with particular personality traits could be uniquely attuned and then predictive of how things go in the future. Right. And I think this this helps, you know, at a societal level, you know, understand this issue better. And as you say, maybe it challenges some some previously held notions or maybe even stereotypes. But down at the, the couple level, like, are, are there implications from better understanding this that can better inform couples and how to navigate all of this or how to interact with another? Are there implications for individuals here, do you think? Yeah. So, I mean, I think what I take from this, because I'm married, I have a vested interest in this topic and sorting out, you know, how can I make this work over the long haul? And so um, a key takeaway for me is that when things are going abnormally in my relationship for better and worse, that's important. That tells me how things are likely to be going tomorrow, and then it may even tell me how things may unfold over longer time frames. So um, if I can be aware of that, if I can recognize, wow, this is really good, we're, you know, things are going really well at a given moment, figuring out why is that the case, and then do more of that because the chances are that that's going to build 
and you're going to be able to reap some of those rewards, um, you know, into the future. Flip side goes as well. If, um, you know, things aren't going as well as they typically do, if we're not connecting uh, in quite the way that we're used to, um, what's happening there? How can I contain that frustration, deal with it, cope with it so that it doesn't just carry on into the next day and develop into some longer term negative pattern that I really want to avoid in my life. So I think um, increased awareness of when things change in your relationship, when you're experiencing an up or down, and then really focusing on why and harnessing that for better or um, preventing it from continuing uh, for ill. Yeah, very interesting. By the way, I just got a text from a listener. If we're going to retire, happy wife, happy life, but we still want a catchy, rhymy slogan, happy spouse, happy house. Does that work? We Absolutely. I've heard that a lot today. Yes. Um, and I think that perfectly encapsulates what these findings show. And I think also more appropriately, uh, partitions responsibility where both partners are barometers. It's not that women aren't, it's just that men are too. Men have a say in how their relationships unfold just as much as women do. So, yeah, I really like that. We'll leave it there. Professor Johnson, thanks so much for making some time for us here this afternoon. Really appreciate this. Absolutely. All right, take care. There you go. That's Matthew Johnson, professor of family science at the University of Alberta, one of the authors uh, of this paper that appears in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences Journal. Interested in uh, tracking down some of the research here. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.